Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Talking to Holly McClure, who is a guest on our show today, and she is a multimedia personality, 20 years of experience, and has a lot of insight. So uh, we continue our conversation with Holly. Talking about such interesting behind the scenes with Passion of the Christ, that really, that film really made a difference in Hollywood to executives uh, realizing that there is and continues to be a faith-based audience that they didn't realize existed. Can you talk about that? It did. That film broke ground in ways that had never been done before. First of all, none of the studios would finance Mel, none of them. So he put 15 million into it and went over there. While we were over there, you know, with, with delays and things that were, he was adding to it and things that he was doing in, you know, it was starting to escalate, went up to 25 million. Well, he actually did then find a distributor who would distribute the film and release it. When it came back, it was starting to get a lot of press and Hollywood was taking note. And of course, there was a lot of attacks about the Jewish theme, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, he was able to overcome that. And once people saw the film and it made 600 million, it was the first R-rated Christian film that had ever made that much money. And it was the number one film for a while, uh, for a lot of years. The, and then it went to two and three. But when they saw that what that film did, yes, then it, there was a plethora of studios that said, okay, we need to do that. And, you know, Sony, for instance, got their uh, Christian film division, you know, Provident. And there was other people that, um, tried to put a uh, Fox had a faith based uh, for their faith and family. And they started adding things to the studios to start producing those kind of films or family friendly faith based films because they saw there was a market for it. So it did open doors and change what had been very closed in the nineties. It did open up doors and change in 2004 and five. Uh, we could see that starting to shift over and then Christian films started going, okay, we can, you know, we can start making films and getting out there. And, you know, some studios didn't do it well. Um, you know, God's Not Dead, Pure Flix did a lot of their films and came out with God's Not Dead and that got a large audience. And and uh, some Christian filmmakers did good and then some didn't have some great success with their films, but at least it was an open door and there still is because they realized there is a market for that. Uh, I can only imagine just blew everyone away. Again, astonished the studios at how successful that film was and um, how well it did. And for weeks and weeks and weeks, it was in the box office. So they do realize now, you know, there was other um, movies in, that Hollywood did that tried to emulate, you know, you know, Noah, the story of Noah, you know, they tried to emulate that. And, and they didn't do well because they had weirdos that didn't understand how to write the script and the story. And they added things that weren't in the Bible and they changed the story and it didn't work because people didn't like it. It was just a sci-fi film. It wasn't a biblical story. So you have to be very careful how you do those stories. And, um, but yes, it did change for the better, an open door to have faith-based, family-friendly, more of those films. And what cracks me up is 
now after the COVID and after we've been away for a while and they're opening Beck Studios back up, I have to laugh. They're saying, okay, well now we're not going to have scenes with kissing and we're not going to have a lot of uh, close fight scenes where you're touching close to each other. And I'm laughing going, well, A, how are you going to do that? And B, well, I guess Christian films are back in then because that's pretty much what a lot of Christian films don't have. So, hey, <laughs> we're popular again. So it'll be interesting to see what in the next year or two, how films change or what's being released. Enjoying this conversation with Holly McClure. We'll be back after this message. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Back to this great conversation with Holly McClure, film critic and producer. What do you think the future of faith-based films might be? I think for faith-based films, if they're well-done stories, and again, the Irwin brothers said it with I Can Only Imagine and, and uh, uh, Do You Still Believe with a Jeremy Camp story recently, I think they've set a new bar for how to do stories well-made and well-done as they should be. Uh, the Kendrick brothers have set a bar for the courageous and fireproof and all the films that they've done. And they're coming out with a new one this year too. I forgot the name escapes me right now, but they're, you know, they've set a bar. They have their audience that they know that they play to that love their films. So I think because of streaming, I think there's a lot of new opportunities because how, um, you know, you've got all the Amazon and Netflix and all those are buying films right now and looking for films. So I think the, it's really an, a great time to have a good idea and a, a well-made film. Now, if it's not well-made and well-done, they're not going to do it. If it's too preachy, I don't think they're going to do it because they don't want that either. It's just got to be a great story. And that's what they're all looking for is a great story. Well done, well told that, um, that has a message, you know, to it, but that still is entertainment quality. And you can see, um, uh, even with Sony that they have done several films, you know, heaven can wait, heaven is real and heaven can wait and other films like that. There've been other ones that the studios have done and they've done well. So they do know how it's a moneymaker for them, how I see it changing. I, I don't think people, I, I just don't, I don't think people want to leave, movie theaters they've been home now for four months is it and they've been in their own little home theater and people are ready to get out they're ready to go see a movie in a movie theater they're ready to have popcorn they're ready to enjoy the experience with other people this covid thing is is put a real cramp in people's style and it did but i don't i hope it's not forever i i do i do think there's some movie studios that are suffering because they weren't able to you know be open but, and I think it's going to take some time for some of the films that had to be stalled to, you know, get back in theaters and, and to uh, studios release them. For instance, Top Gun was supposed to be in July. Well, now it's going, Top Gun 2 is going to be released in December. You know, the, the James Bond movie, you know, that was going to be released. Now it's going to next year. So there's some movies, Wonder Woman is going to be, I think, next year. Maybe this fall. They're still determining. So the bigger films that were going to be the summer blockbusters have, you know, been pushed away. but. I think what 
will happen and what we will see the trend is streaming and that's where i think it's new opportunities and look at what dallas jenkins did dallas jenkins the son of um, jerry jenkins who was who wrote left behind with tim LaHaye, and his son dallas has produced several movies and he did the chosen and I don't know if any of you have seen it or not, but you can go to thechosen.com. And this concept of raising funding to, to do an ongoing project worked and has worked and is working. And people have contributed to it and companies have contributed to it. And he literally was able to produce this amazing movie series off of the funding from people that got caught on to the idea. And he did it through social media. And that's the power of social media. Streaming has changed everything. And you've already talked about that a little bit. I was talking to one of our um, uh, guests just recently, uh, someone we know, both of us know, Chris Bueno, who has a strong uh, connection with Netflix. And we talked about the difference between blockbuster video back in the day and Netflix. Blockbuster video, just you go back in those days and you would rent uh, a cassette go home, maybe three of them and popcorn and you would have your Friday night or your Saturday night and then you would drop off the cassette in the little drive through or back when you came to choose more uh, VHS cassettes or beta for that matter. But Netflix had a different model and it was DVDs, okay, and you can still do DVDs with Netflix. But they did something really bold and maybe you could talk about this, Holly they decided that they were going to get out of the distribution uh, industry in the sense of uh, DVDs and go to streaming. That's one. But the other thing, they were also going to create their own content, which is even bolder because you're putting your money into uh, documentaries and into films and other comedy shows as well. Not only playing other people's, uh, other studios material but creating your own material as well amazon prime does that as well talk about streaming i i just think that the possibilities are we're just getting started don't you think uh, yeah i do i think we're just getting started and the what yes what streaming opened up is anyone can do can watch anything from anywhere on their phone on their laptop at home so beyond just seeing you know plugging in a dvd at home in your home theater you know you can sit on an airplane now and watch a movie on your phone and i mean that's changed a lot of the airplanes don't even have movie screens anymore don't even have it where you can watch you know the screen in front of you now they just give you a link and you can go on your phone and you can watch what they have on the flight so it's changed the way that that people are watching films watching movies and again that's why i say i don't think that the idea of going to a theater is out of style because it's like a date night it's somewhere to go it's it's a place to go enjoy entertainment and have a great evening so i don't think people will want to give up that experience but what it has done especially during the quarantine what we saw during the quarantine was all the amazon disney plus um you know apple got into the game netflix just increased what they did and all of a sudden now they're getting you know millions of eyeballs watching what they have and they're hooked now i mean the the, the quarantine may be over you know, you may move on, but your people now are hooked into that medium because that's what they were watching for so many 
months and got used to doing and going through all the products and they don't even have enough product. I heard that they're looking, desperately looking for other movies and things to show because they're having a hard time coming up with new product. So another thing we're seeing them do is produce, you know, Hulu producing their own original series, Amazon, Netflix, Apple, they're all producing their own movies now and their own projects, not only TV shows, but movies. That's a huge step in a new direction for writers and directors and people to want to be involved in projects or take projects to them. And, so that, I and, think that, and, and actors and actresses. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it used to be, you know, years ago, I remember it was like, Oh, if you were a movie actor, you did not do television. It was like taboo to do television. It was like the kiss of death for your career. If you did TV, are you kidding me now? You know, Reese Witherspoon is all over the TV there, you know, with shows and Jennifer Aniston. And so the big movie stars are realizing, you know what? Now there's no longer that stigma. There's no longer that breaking that line. Now there's so much crossed over that, yeah, anyone, if you can get work, get it. And that's the, the, what's going on now. So, yes, I think um, cable and network shows still will have what they have and offer what they offer. But now the choice is so much more. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where movies go to or how, you know, if there's even new sites that are created. I think for smaller independent filmmakers and, like I said, Christian filmmakers and people, you know, Dallas Jenkins did it with The Chosen. Uh, there was another, I know another guy and his partner, and they did an online GoFundMe for if you want new, you know, projects. We're going to take in a big film fund and then we'll pick, you know, projects from it to fund. I mean, people are getting creative right now with what they can do, but not going through studios. So um, I would be interested to see what Chris has to say on Netflix, how they're discerning with Christian, you know, projects. I would be interested in how, if they're being more discerning, if they're being choosy, if they have certain standards or credentials, or if they're trying to expand that market. Uh, for those listening in the podcast uh, audience across the world, we're in 31 countries and hopefully more than that, of course. And uh, the, if you can, go back to the Chris Bueno interview. He talks about the fact that Netflix is looking for faith-based projects and that if it's a good faith-based project, it fits that slot that they're looking for. Uh, but if it's your typical romantic comedy or a crime drama or whatever, then it has to compete with all the other crime dramas and romantic comedies or into the world films. Uh, and it's harder to get placed. Whereas faith-based, they're always looking for a handful of really good projects. So, you know, there are possibilities there. So you, many possibilities. Okay. So many possibilities. Great time talking to film critic and producer Holly McClure. Please join us. We'll pick up the conversation in the next episode. Please join us. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.